0: Now for our Old Testament passage today, let's open up our Bibles and we're going to go through 1 Samuel chapter 5 all the way to chapter 7 verse 17. So we're going to go through three chapters together this morning. When the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it to the house of Dagon, a false god, and set it up beside Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen face down on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. Nothing can stand in his presence. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. So they're taking someone who is their God, a false God, not even a real thing, but an object and putting it back in his place. But when they rose early the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both his hands were lying cut off the threshold. On The trunk of Dagon was left to him. This is why the priests of Dagon and all who enter the house of Dagon do not tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. The hand of the Lord was heavy against the people of Ashdod, and he terrified and afflicted them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. And when the men of Ashdod saw how things were, they said, The ark of the God of of Israel must not remain with us. For his hand is hard against us and against Dagon, our God. So imagine, this is their response. Oh, this can't stay here because it's affecting us and it's affecting our God. Not going, oh, this must be the true God. That wasn't their response. There was, oh, it's affecting us and it's affecting our false God also. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be brought to Gath. So they brought the ark of the God of Israel there. But after they had brought it around, the hand of the Lord was against the city, causing a very great panic. And he afflicted the men of the city, both young and old, so that tumors broke out on them. So they sent the ark of God to Ekron. But as soon as the ark of God came to Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out, They have brought to us the ark of the God of Israel to kill us and our people. Again, instead of turning to God, look at their response. They sent, therefore, and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it return to its own place, that it may not kill us and our people. For there was a deathly panic throughout the whole city. The men who did not die were struck with tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Chapter 6. The ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines for seven months. Think of all of the different panic, all of the different destruction that can take place in seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the divine nurse and said, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us what we shall send it to its place. They said, If you send away the ark of the Lord out of Israel, do not send it empty. But by all means, return him with a guilt offering. Then you will be healed. And it will be known to you why his hand does not turn away from you. And they said, What guilt offering shall we return to him? They answered, five golden tumors and five golden mice, according to the number of the Lord of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and on your lords. So you must make images of your tumors and images of your mice that ravage your land and give glory to God of Israel. Perhaps he will enlighten his hand from off of you and your gods and your land. Why should you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts after they had dealt severely with them? They did not send the people away, and they departed. Now then, take and prepare a new cart and two milk cows, on which there had never come a yoke, and yoke the cow to the cart. But take their calves home away from them and take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart and put in a box on the side of the figures of gold, which you are returning to him as a guilt offering. Then send it off and let it go its way and watch if it goes up on the way to its own land, Beth Shemesh, then it is he who has done us great harm. But if not, we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by coincidence. Oh, my goodness, their are hard hearts. The men did so and took two milk cows and yoked them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they put the Ark of the Lord on the cart and the box of the golden mice and images of their tumors. And the cows went straight to their direction of Beth Shemesh along one highway. Lowing as they went, they turned neither to the right nor to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. Now when the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat in the harvest in the valley, when they lifted up their eyes, they saw the ark, and they rejoiced to see it. The cart came into a field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stopped there. A great stone was there. And they split up the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. And the Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the great box that was beside it, in which were the golden figures, and set them upon the great stone. And the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices on that day to the Lord. And when the five lords of the Philistines saw it, they returned that day to Ekron. These are the golden tumors that the Philistines return as a guilt offering to the Lord, one for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, and one for Akron, and the golden mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and unwalled villages. The great stone beside which they set down the ark of the Lord is a witness to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. And he struck some of the men of Beth Shemesh because they looked upon the ark of the Lord. He struck seventy men of them, and the people mourned because the Lord had struck the people with a great blow. Then the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? And whom shall he go up away from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirath-Jerim, saying, The Philistines have returned the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it upon you. Chapter 7 And the man of Kirath-Jerim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it to the house of Abinadab on a hill. And they consecrated his son, Eleazar, to have charge over the ark of the Lord. From that day on the ark was lodged at Kirath-Jerim for a long time, some twenty years. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel said to all the houses of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods. Put away the Baals, the Ashtoreth, as they have served you. Put away the gods of the Ashtoreth from among you. Direct your hearts to the Lord and serve him only. He's saying, guys, you have these things. Put them away. You're saying here, verse 3, if you're returning to the Lord, then show it. And he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. So what are the people then going to put away? Verse 4. So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtaroth, and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Now, when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Beth-kar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called his name Ebenezer. For he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not enter their territory again of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel delivered their territory from the hands of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged over all of Israel all the days of his life, and he went on a circuit year by year to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah. And he judged Israel in all those places. And then he would return to Ramah, for his home was there. And there also he judged Israel. And he built there an altar to the Lord. Look what happens when we turn back to God. We see restoration. We see him fighting our battles. We see him on our side. That is a beautiful reminder, COP. Let's now open up our hearts to some more worship of our amazing Heavenly Father. See am for our New Testament passage, we're going to go through John chapter 7, verse 40, all the way to chapter 8, verse 11 together as we wrap things up for today. When they heard these words, some of the people said, this really is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, Is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why did you not bring him? The officers said, Search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. They went to each his own house. Chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All of the people came to him. That's what people do. And he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, placing her in the midst. Then said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What do you say? Here's a test. This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. As they continued to ask him, he stood up and said, Let him who is without sin among you, be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, the wiser ones, the more experienced ones, and the younger ones were the ones who were the last to go and jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him jesus stood up and said to her woman where are they has no one condemned you she said no one lord and jesus said neither do i condemn you go from now on sin no more that's an important thing things happen and things change When we turn our life back to God, when we hear those words, go and sin no more, when we know that we are forgiven. And let's remember, we're not perfect. We all make mistakes. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus is a good and amazing God. And our Heavenly Father is an amazing forgiver. And we have the Holy Spirit as a guide and a teacher to us. Let's always remember these things. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you. As we're coming into Mother's Day weekend, Lord, we thank you for our amazing moms. Lord, you have blessed us with some wonderful, wonderful women. And Lord, we thank you that you have put us in the families that you have placed us in. Lord, we pray, bless our moms, Lord God. Let them feel loved in this season. We're not able to celebrate and love on them as we normally do. But Lord, let them feel special honored and loved by you and by us lord as we go around our day today lord god we pray for your hand of protection to be upon us lord god in our coming and our going all these weeks lord god to come lord we continue to pray and ask and believe for the healing of our nation that lord people will be made well and whole that you will give guidance and wisdom to our government officials that you'll give strength and wisdom to our doctors lord god that you will protect them as well Lord, we continue to claim that the cases will go down, that your healing touch shall be upon us, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. Lord, there have been some amazing testimonies of your goodness, of your faithfulness, Lord God, in this season. Lord, we hold on to your goodness and your promises. We worship you for who you are and for what you do. Lord, we thank you that we will hear your words and apply them in our heart, apply them in our life. We worship you, Father God, for Lord, you are so good and you are so worthy. We give you glory, honor, and praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, COP, thank you so much for being with me this Saturday morning, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend in God's house and coming together with you for our devotions again next Saturday. Have an amazing weekend. Love on your moms. Take care, and God bless. Bye.